What's up, family? What's up? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Hey, can I have all y'all stand up? Uh, happy Sunday. How's everybody doing today? Welcome to church. My name is Miles McPherson, Pastor The Rock. Welcome. I want to welcome all our campuses, everybody watching online. We got, a, I hope, a great message for you. I'm very nervous right now because we're going to do something a little different. I'm going to bring it. We're going to bring it. Uh, let's all lift our hands up in the air. Give someone a high five. <laughs> Don't sit down yet. Don't sit down yet. How many, of y'all, how many of y'all are fasting in some form or fashion? Raise your hand, fasting. Oh, fabulous, fabulous. Let's give all those people a big hand. God bless y'all. <laughs> fabulous. I'm sure everybody's fasting something different, but if you are fasting food and, and you're kind of going now into your second week, you're probably feeling a little chilly, a little cold. Uh, there's a lot more fat to be lost, so don't worry, you're not gonna die. <laughs> Trust me, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just talking to all of us. Um, but if this is your liquid week, um, God's going to speak to you. And I, and I want to encourage you when you're fasting to make sure that you're spending the time that you're not eating or doing whatever you're fasting from praying. Don't just try to get through it, you know, and, and I did it because you're going to miss the whole point. God wants to tell you something in the dark that he wants you to live out in the light. And it's going to happen right now. So this second, the second week is going to be harder than the first week. Actually, it's going to be easier, but it's going to be hard on your mind because you're going to think, I haven't eaten this. I haven't done that. Trust me, it's going to get supernatural. And so I want to encourage you to keep pressing in. Amen. Amen. Okay, so what we're going to do now is we're going to pray for non-believers. And I, we had some people sending some names of people they want to be saved. And every week we're going to do this. We have names on the screen behind us. And if you've given us a name for someone to pray for, we're going to put it up on the screen and we're going to pray for that person. And we're going to do that now. And then after, if you want to send in a name of someone you want to be saved, we'll give you a way to do that. And the reason we do that is because we believe hell is real. And we believe prayer works. Amen. And so I'm just going to lift all your hands up and we're going to extend our hands to these people and and to to our service. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for the salvation that you offer us by dying on the cross and rising from the dead. We pray for all these people on the screen behind us. They have been sent in by people who love them, who care for them, who don't want them to die without salvation. And so we pray that you bless them and that you would draw all these people closer uh, to making a decision to surrender their life for Jesus. I also pray for the people who sent us those names, that they would take ownership. Everyone say ownership. They would take ownership of their life and that they would say, I'm going to share my faith with that person. I'm going to pray for that person. I'm going to invite that person to church. I'm going to take ownership of them understanding that Jesus loves them and die for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. Real quick, if you can get out your phone real quick, if you would like us to pray for someone uh, 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 that, you, that you know that needs Christ, just take a picture of that, and you can text next step to 5255. You don't have to do all that now. Take a picture of that. Do that when you get home, and send us those names, and then obviously when they get saved, we're going to ask you to tell us that they got saved. Amen. Just take a quick picture of that. Okay, now we're going to do uh, the, practice the gospel. If you could put the gospel context up on the screen, I'm going to ask all of y'all to, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, we're going to start saying this from the word God. You don't have to read gospel context. Start at the word God on three. One, two, three. God. Very good. One more time. Let's say it one more time. Start with the word God on three. One, two, three. 
Very good. Now I want you to find someone you don't know, someone around you, and say that to them. Go ahead. Oh, snap. Okay, when you're done, you can be seated. Oh, snap. You're going to have me talk to somebody I don't know. <laughs> Turn to Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. Often people's theology, their understanding of God, the study of God, and who God is, how he operates, angels, Jesus, salvation, our understanding of that is often more, way more often determined by what we experience than what we learn in a book. You go to a church and you see people do stuff and that becomes your theology. I grew up in a Catholic school, went to Catholic school from first to eighth grade, and I had a certain theology from what I experienced. I didn't study it. I, I'm sure I've read some stuff, but it was more about what I was experiencing in the church. Then when I was 24, I got saved and went to another church and I had experience in that church and okay, that's what I believe. It was based on what I was seeing around me. And then I started to uh, go to other churches and say, wait a minute, they're doing something different. Then I would go to this church and they do something different. And then I started reading the Bible and that was a whole other story. And I was trying to figure out what, what is it that is real because when I was a kid and even when I was a young Christian, I was like, well, what Jesus did is not what we're supposed to do. That's like next level. We'll, we'll be down here somewhere and do it less powerful than him and less anointed than him. And most people, most people just settle somewhere way below what Jesus did and don't ever even aspire to do what Jesus did. And his disciples were similar. They, they, there was a story in Matthew chapter 17 uh, where a demon-possessed boy was brought to his disciples and they tried to pray the demon out and they couldn't. Jesus comes down and prays 17 words in the New King James English. It says, you deaf, dumb spirit, come out of him and enter him no more. The demon goes. And his disciples bring Jesus into the room and say, yo, man, how did... They didn't say, yo, man, but they, they, they said, they said, they said, they said, but they said, they said, how did you do that? And he said, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. The reason we're fasting is that we want more power in our life, more, not, not like authority, political power, economic power, spiritual power. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus told his disciples, I'm going to die. After I, after I ascend to heaven, don't do any ministry until the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will receive power in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Don't try to go out there and do it in your own strength because you don't have the power. Authority is the legal permission to do something. A power is the force to actually do it. Dunamis power, it, the Bible actually calls it, it's where we get the word dynamite. You shall receive dunamis power from the Holy Spirit. So last week we started a series called The Year That Changed My Life and I spoke about taking ownership of your spiritual journey. That is completely up to you. Come to church on time, read your Bible, pray fast. It's up to you. We can give you the information and we can, we can give you resources. But at the, at the end of the day, it's up to me to pray for my family. It's up to you to pray for your family. It's up to you to fast. It's up to you to exercise. It's up to you to not watch TV all day, every day, and sit around and eat bonbons and think God's going to do something in your life. It is completely up to you. Can I get an amen? So today I want to talk about this being the year that prayer changes your life. 
and that you could take ownership that not that you're going to pray. Watch this, very subtle. Don't take ownership that you're just going to pray, but take ownership that you are going to pursue mountain-moving prayer, that your prayer can produce miracles in your life. How many of y'all need a miracle in your life? Let, let me say it again because some of y'all will clap and you may not hear me uh, here. How many of y'all forget, how many of y'all need and want a miracle in your life? Very good. You all do. Why? Because God has put eternity in us and he's given us the ability to understand supernatural things. You, you, in your heart, you're like, I deserve better. Not that you deserve better because you're a better person, even though the devil may interpret it that way. But I, should ha I, I need a piece of God. I should have a better a person loving me. If, ladies, if you have a guy in your, in your life that's not loving you like Christ wants him to love you, he's the wrong guy. Now, I'm not saying he has to go, but that guy has to go. He, he needs to change. And same thing, fellas, you got some girl in your life that's, you know, she's a she-devil. There's he-devils and she-devils. She, she has to go. You, 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 you don't need someone in your life nagging you. You don't need someone in your life stalking you and, and you know, creeping and, you know, watching everything. No, you don't need all that. It's like, and so, so we, 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 don't, we need, we, some of y'all need financial uh, miracles. You need health miracles. Where does that come from? Prayer. And our prayers are very weak. So today we're going to talk about prayer. Here's my two goals today, is that you would understand how to pray. And I'm going to give you something so simple that your five-year-old kid can do it in two minutes. And you're like, well, I want something deep. You know, you know what the deepest thing you could ever have is being in the presence of God. And let me tell you, when you sit in the presence of God, he ain't breaking out books. He's going to break out his heart. And so my, 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 my goal is today that you would have a very easy, simple step to pray that all of you can leave here today and pray. And that you will be inspired to pray. Now, no matter what level of prayer life you are, and some of you may never have prayed in, in, in a crowd before. You've never prayed other than now, lay me down to sleep, take my, pray about, you know, take my Lord the soul to keep, whatever that prayer is. <laughs> Dear God, bless my food. Uh, you know, I, I remember those two canned prayers I learned. Okay, we're going to talk about something a little better than that. But that you can leave here with a model to pray, if, if, no matter what your prayer life is now and that you would be hopefully inspired to pray. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about prayer in general, and then we're gonna actually pray. All of y'all are gonna pray. Well, again, you gotta take ownership. When we do it, you gotta open your mouth and have words come out. Amen? Okay, okay, first thing, where, and, and by the way, if you're taking notes, please take notes. And, and I would encourage you, uh, if we're gonna take ownership, that every time you come here, you have a way you can take notes. Because God's gonna say something to you in a moment, and the devil's gonna tell you, you remember, the devil will tell you that. Why? Because he knows you won't. He's going to say, oh, you remember. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, I don't need to take it. I want to just be cool and sit here and listen and just be entertained. No, take it, write it down. Because here's what's going to happen. If you write down what God says to you, he'll tell you more. But if you just sit there and try, he's like, I'm, we're done. Because you're not going to get it. So you, you want, and sometimes when I'm in a meeting and I'm talking to people and they ain't writing notes, I'll stop talking. Because I'll say, are you going to remember all this? Yeah, no, you're not. Because we just, we just can't. So I want to encourage you to do that. Number one. Where and when do you pray? I have, a, I have a picture up here. This is my chair, my prayer chair. There it is. Ain't nothing fancy. Ain't nothing fancy. The chair on the right is my chair. Okay, I have a brother who, a pastor friend who, who, gives, who has prayer shawls. So that's my prayer shawl and my pillow. That's all jacked up. I sit in that seat. The other seat's for God. So here's why I challenge you is that before we talk about prayer, I would challenge you to decide where you're going to pray and when you're going to pray. What time are you going to have your appointment 
with your father. If you walk around going, yeah, there, God, 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 you know, that, that's, that's that, that I'm talking about. I'm talking about God at X o'clock, whatever that time is, I get at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, and, and I go to that room. And we have an appointment, and God is sitting in his chair. Imagine if I don't show up for the appointment. He's sitting there waiting by himself. Now, of course, God's, he's everywhere. He's going to be everywhere I'm at, but it's a metaphorical. That, so here's my challenge to you, is that you would have a place to pray. And we'll say place to pray. And a time. If my, my wife and I go on vacation, we go on vacation, she gets up after me, especially if you go to another time zone. I get up and I go down and I, when, I, when I get to the hotel, I'm like, I'm sitting there tomorrow morning. That's my spot. And I'll come down with my Bible, whatever, and it's pitch black outside, whatever it is. I'm down in the hotel walking around. It's spooky, but still I get down there. That's my time. So everywhere you go, every single day, where's your spot and what is your time? Now, every first Wednesday, at the Rock Church, we have Wednesday night prayer, 7 o'clock, and we have a prayer guide that you have to come to the prayer meeting to get. Come on now, come on now. We pray for an hour, just one hour, and we go through all these different formats of prayer, and, and so you got to come to the prayer guide together. You're saying, I got to come there? Yes, you do. <laughs> As I'm talking, I want you to be thinking about a certain person or situation that you need prayer for as we're talking about what we're going to talk about. Okay, number one. What is prayer? Everyone say communication with God. Everyone take a deep breath in. Say communication with God. That's it. It's simple. Prayer is communication with God. Everyone say these three terms with me. Say, say thank you. Say sorry. Say please. Very good. Jeremiah 33.3 says, call to me and I will tell you great and mighty things you do not know. Prayer is communication with God. If you ever have a conversation with somebody and they don't listen to you and all you do is talk, is that a good conversation? No. So prayer is not a good conversation when you're just talking to God. Couple of big reasons. What God has to say to you is way more important than what you have to say to him. I'm gonna say it again slow. What God has to say to you is way more important than what you got to say to him. What you have to say to God is 100% for your sake. He already knows what you got to say, but he wants you to say it. But really what he wants to say to you is way more important. He says, call to me, I will tell you great and mighty things you do not know. Raise your hand if you want God to tell you something great and mighty that you don't know. Yes, this guy asked you out. God, talk to me. Are you getting a job offer? God, talk to me. You're going to take a major at a school? God, talk to me. You're going to make a major purchase? God, talk to me. All the time, it is prayer, is simply communication to God. Number two, to whom do we pray? We pray to our Father. Say our Father. Here's why the devil is, is so strategic to destroy your relationship with your heavenly Father. Because if the word Father means something bad to you here, it's going to mean something bad to you here. The Bible says in Matthew chapter, chapter 6, uh, 9 to 11, our Father. Everyone say our Father. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Someone, I heard a thing the other day. Someone said, what's God's name? They said his name is Howard. <laughs> our Father who art in heaven, Howard be thy name. Howard be thy name. <laughs> his name ain't Howard. <laughs> Thy kingdom come, your, your kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is all about you, God. 
So it is a relational. Remember we, we said in the very beginning of the service uh, that we were all made in the image of God to live in a loving relationship. And we say relationship. Where he's the father and we are his children. That's the relationship. Now, whether you had a bad relationship or good relationship, the Bible will inform you on what kind of relationship you should have with your father and will inform you what a good father is. Matter of fact, next week, I'm going to be talking about the year that the word of God changed your life. And I'm going to be talking about how to read the Bible, how to understand the Bible at a very high level in 30, 40 minutes. But who do we pray to? The Father. We don't pray to a force. We don't pray to a visible, some ghost thing. We pray to the Father. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Can I get an amen? Amen. Everyone say, thank you, Father. Sorry, Father. Please, Father. Why do we pray? Here's why we pray. To get an answer. To get a response. Now, it's not that we always come with a request, God, I need money. Sometimes the answer is, God, I just want to be in your presence. I want you to love me. I want you to hold me. Sometimes my wife is having a bad day, and I'll go in and say, I say, what do you need? She says, just hold me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and by the way, by the way, there's a, there's a hormone named, um, uh, not cortisol, um, oh, uh, oxytocin. When you hold somebody for 10 seconds... It's a bonding hormone. Oh, don't, don't, don't get me started on this because this, this is a whole nother start. This is a whole nother thing. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me just, let me just go here for just one second. In the world, this is going to blow your mind, hopefully. I'll go over here, one more step. In the world, sex is seen to be for pleasure. It is pleasurable most of the time. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it could be lethal. But one of the reasons that God made us two to become one is to bond. Sex is bonding. When God is in your presence, he wants to bond to you. So we pray, prayer, we, we pray for an answer. If God's not going to answer you, why pray? Now, I'm not saying the answer has to be yes. If, if my kids say, hey, daddy, can I, can I have some ice cream? They don't say daddy anymore because they're older. But hey, daddy, can I have an ice cream? And, and, and in their mind, the only thing that, that constitutes an answer is Yes. But I could say, why do you want ice cream? That's a response. That's an answer. Or I could say no. Or I could say maybe. There's a whole bunch of, bunch of um, responses I can get. You can get. What, you, what God wants is communication. He wants relationship. So when you're in God's presence, you're like, God, just... And, and by the way, once you learn how to pray properly, which we're talking in a minute, you're going to realize that just being in his presence is plenty. It's plenty. Okay, so prayer is communication. Who do we pray to? The Father. Um, uh, 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 why do we pray? To get an answer. Look what it says in John chapter 14, verse 12. It says, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. Verse 13, look what this Bible says. Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name. Everyone say whatever. Okay, you're from the Simi Valley. Say Whatever. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. Why? That I may be glorified. God is glorified when he answers you. God wants to answer you. Everyone say, God wants to answer me. He does, even if his answer is, hey, let's wait on that for a minute. Let me tell you something. When you're making big decisions, probably the best thing you could do is just wait. I'm an impatient person. 
I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's do it now. I'm a high risk person. I just jump, let's go. And God said, just wait. That's a response. Whatever God responds, he's glorified. I used to, I, I, I had seen so many people pray for healing for so long and I was um, wanting to pray and I wanted to, I said, Lord, I wanna, I wanna pray and have people get healed. And, and he says, okay, well, just do it. I said, but, but how do I do it? And one day I was standing right here and God said, there's somebody over here with a leg problem. Pray for legs. And I was like, okay, God. And I started praying for healing and I was, I was like, Dear Lord, someone has a leg problem. I just pray in Jesus' name that you heal their leg. I don't know what I said. Something simple like that because there's no formula. I go in the green room after that service, and I happened to get on the phone with a guy who played in the NFL, and he was, he was and I think he called me, and he said, look, I was watching your service, and you started praying for healing, and I didn't believe that at all. So that stuff don't happen. And I was laying in my bed because I hurt my leg, and I was doing rehab. And right after you, you prayed, I got out of the bed, and I was running, and my leg was healed. Now, God was glorified in his life. When you pray, God wants to answer your prayer because it glorifies him. And so that is motivation to pray. And when God responds to your prayer, whether it be yes, no, his presence, a miracle happens, it, it motivates you to pray even more. So let's review. What does prayer say? Communication. Who do we pray to? Say the Father. Why should we pray? Say, get a, get, a, get a response. Okay, everyone say, thank you. Say, sorry. Say, please. Say, thank you. Say, sorry. Say, please. Okay, say it one more time. I'm not going to tell you. Say, say what? One more time. Okay, that's your prayer model. That's how you pray. That's it. You can spend all day long saying, God, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. God, I praise you, I honor you, I exalt you, I magnify you, because hallowed be your name. Sorry, God, for all the junk of my life, my pride, my arrogance, my lust, my lying, my cheating, my procrastination. So you can say that all day long. God, sorry, I repent, I'm bad, I don't deserve it. And then you can say, God, please, please bless me, please bless my family, please bless my friends, Please bless my enemies with your, with your presence and your loving spirit. And, and, and if you, and again, there's many multiple formats of prayer, but if you could simply start by saying thank you, say thank you, say sorry, say please. If you could simply by start, by just spending time thanking God and having an attitude of gratitude. You know that gratitude is the, the lotion of your mind. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'll say it differently. Motion is lotion. It's true. When you move, the more you move, the more you are lubricating your joints. There's a thing called synovial fluid, and it is in all your joints, and it's the oil and the lubrication of your joints. And the more you move, the more that's lubricated and circulated through your joints, and motion circulates the lotion. Everyone say, motion is lotion. That's right. You got you know how you got ash all over your body. You got to put lotion on to get it all greased up and shiny and, and, and smooth so it don't crack. So this will make you not crack in your joints. And so say motion is lotion. If you are lazy and sit around, you're going to die sooner. Okay? Say motion is lotion. 
Gratitude is the, lo motion, the lotion of your mind. Oh, yeah, you can say it. Say gratitude. No, let's go, let's go, let's go. Say gratitude is the mo lotion of my mind. When I'm gr gracious and happy, I can move, I can think, I can be creative, I can, I can have relationships. When I'm walking around all grumpy, I'm all stiff and I can't do anything because I'm stuck on being mad at you. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. Everyone say, everyone say thank you. Say sorry. Say please. Okay, here's, we're gonna pray. We're gonna pray. Let's go straight to the thank you slide. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're all gonna pray out loud. Don't worry about the person next to you. This is between you and God. Say it's between me and God. Take ownership of your prayer life. If you think that you can get away with not doing what the Bible says to do and still be blessed like the Bible says he wants to bless you, you are highly deceived. Now, it doesn't mean you got to pray here today. If you don't want to pray here for whatever reason, but I'm, I, I want to just encourage you to get over that, that God wants you to cry out to him. He wants you to speak to him. He wants you to be honest with him. You can't fool him. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to model it for you. If you look in the middle, it says, I thank you, God. I would say, I thank you, God. Now, if you look around all the boxes, see all the boxes have a little topic in them. Can y'all read that same? Man, if you can read it. Amen. Amen. So what you're going to do on your own is you're going to pick, and we would love for you to get through all the boxes. You're going to pick and just pray what they say and what they mean to you. For example, and, and there is no order. I don't want you to think, just go random because I want all y'all to do your own thing. I don't want us to be reciting it like a, like a classroom. I want you to do your own thing. So for example, I may say, God, God, I thank you for blessing me with breath. I thank you for forgiving my sin. I thank you for being kind to me. I thank you for empowering my life to live a holy life because I'm not holy. I thank you for anointing my life with the power of the Holy Spirit. And however, you, whatever hot sauce you want to put on that little thing, just put it on that little thing. But if you just want to recite it, fine. Do your own order clockwise, counterclockwise, zigzag, whatever your ADHD mind wants to do, you do. Are y'all following what I'm saying? Okay, so let's do it really slow and then we'll practice one time. We'll do it really slow and then we'll, we'll unleash you. Are y'all ready? Okay, raise your hand if you're ready. Okay, raise your hand if you're not ready. Okay, good. Okay, two people. That's fine. Okay, that's a, that's a good, that's a good, good uh, percentage. Okay, on three, we're just gonna, we're just gonna do it. One, two, three. Dear God, God. Thank you God, for being patient. I thank you for being faithful, being kind to me. I thank you for my life. I thank you for empowering me to live a whole life. Thank you. Thank you for loving me. I thank you. Thank you. Yeah, let's go to the next slide. Let's go to the next slide. I praise you, God. I praise you, God, for your holy character. I cannot lie. I praise you for patience in my anger, spiritual power that moves mountains, unconditional love despite my but blessing me more than I deserve. I praise you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Go to the next slide. I worship you, God, for your sending your son across and sending the Holy Spirit to live and guide me here. Give me hope beyond the grave, raising Jesus from the dead. Give me eternal purpose, sending your son. Lord, we thank you. You are so faithful. You are so powerful. You are so honorable. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Okay. Everyone say thank you. Say sorry. Say please. Okay. I just suspect that some of y'all just sat there and listened. So let's try it again. 
Don't trip. Don't trip. Okay? Don't trip. This is the, the, if you, you can do this today, this is prayer. Now, again, this is the foundation. You might think, well, I'm, I, I know how to do this. Then do it good. Again, the goal is to pursue mounting, moving prayer. The goal is not to learn how to recite stuff. The goal is not to learn how to recite stuff. Is that, you, Lord, I want to enter in. I want you to think about what these things are, what you're saying. And then say, Lord, I, I, at the end of the day, I am communicating with my father to get a response. I'm communicating with my father to get a response. And if you want prayer to move your mountains in your life and this prayer to change your life, you get your appointment. I'm praying in that chair, that garage. I'm going to walk around my yard. I'm going to drive around. Whatever you want to do it at this time of the day, and I'm going to be there, and I'm going to pray every day. Okay, so let's try that one more time. And here's what I want you to do. I just want you to, I want you to, I want you to pray a little bit more volume, conviction. Because I pray, bless me. Pray with more, some more conviction. Let's do it one more time. Let's put that first slide up there. Ready? One, two, three. I thank you, God. Let's be with Jane. Forgiving my sin. Being patient with my broken life. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Tell him. Second slide. I praise you, God, for your fear. I praise you for unconditional love despite my obedience. Praise you for blessing me more than I deserve. I praise you for a holy character. I cannot lie. Praise you for being patient. I praise you, spiritual. Ooh, that sounds so good. Next slide. Oh, yeah. I worship you, God. I worship you, God, for sending your son, dying me on the cross, and giving me eternal purpose. I worship you for raising Jesus from the dead. I praise you, worship you for your home. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Come on, church. Okay, does this make sense to y'all? Okay, some of y'all are like, you're going too fast. That means you want to pray. <laughs> don't, don't, don't say, oh, I got to wait to come back the next week to do it. No, you can do it today. It's, it's, it's muy facil, very easy, very easy, muy facil. Okay, now we're going to say sorry. Everyone say thank you. Say sorry. Say please. Okay, now we're going to say sorry. Same formula. Let's give me that first slide. We only got two slides for this one. We're going to say sorry. Say, dear God, I'm sorry for mine. Ready? Here we go. Sounds so good, so good, so good. Next slide. Dear God, I'm sorry for being lazy to read my Bible. I'm not praying enough, Father. Lord, we are so sorry. We repent of not pursuing you with all our heart, not taking ownership of our prayer life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Come on, church. Okay, let's go to uh, please. Let's go to please. Now, please simply means, God, I'm asking you. But here's what we did first. First, you thanked him for being holy. So you, you, you took the st- God's status and said, okay, God, you are my father. And you are holy. Then you said, sorry, dear God, my bad. Now, you can say, please give me. But if you come to God and say, God, you're down there and I'm up here. Here's what I want. What's up? Why are you taking so long? Oh, that's the attitude we come to God a lot of times. Where he's like our guinea pig, like, like our, our, our good luck charm. He's supposed to, he's a genie in the bottle. No, no, no. First thing I'm going to do is say, Lord, thank you. Anytime you pray, any, 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 anywhere, you start with God. Thank you. I praise you. I honor you. I worship you. You establish that. Then, 
Then you can, you can say, hey, Lord, I'm sorry, I, I haven't, you know, whatever. I'm establishing I'm the sinner and you're not. I'm your servant. You, and you're the, you're the God. Now, when I ask for something, my perspective is right. Because if I say, God, thank you for my, my food, my family, my house, my car, my bus ticket, whatever. Okay, then what are you asking for? You just told me all the stuff I'm doing for you. And you got attitude still? What happened by doing that, you're establishing clarity in who you are. Your attitude is going to be adjusted. The Bible says if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. If you do this first, your desires of your heart are going to change. And you're going to be like, God, you know, I was going to ask for that, you know, that, that raise. But, you know, I, I, I really don't, I don't need all that money. I don't, I don't need all them girls. I don't, I don't need to do all that. I just, can, can you just, can you just feed me tomorrow? Okay, here we go. Last one. Please, please. Here we go. One, two, three, go. Next slide. If you hear my friend. This is good. This is good. This is good. Next slide. Your plan in my life. Here's the here. This is good. Let's all bow our heads and pray in all the campuses. Eyes closed, heads bowed. Just raise your hand if that helped you. Lord, thank you for those people. Thank you for our time together. Thank you, sorry, please. That's what we say to you, God. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you that you love us. There are people in all the campuses that need prayer today. You have a death in your family, you have an illness, you have financial problems, relational problems, spiritual emptiness and you need prayer. I'm gonna pray for you, then I'm gonna ask you to come forward so we can pray for you. But for the rest of you, I wanna encourage you. The opportunity to pray for power and the opportunity to access the Spirit of God. The Bible says you shall receive the Holy Spirit and, you shall, and you, when you, the Holy Spirit shall come and you shall receive power when He comes upon you. That is available to every single person. So my encouragement to you is to go home and pray. When you get in your car, just spend a minute and say, thank you, God, for your love. I'm sorry for my sin. Please bless me with a hunger and thirst to pray. Don't make it complicated. The key thing is to be in his presence. That's the cheat code being in the presence of God. But if you would like prayer today, I just want you to pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I need you. I thank you that you are a God who provides. I thank you that you are a God who's patient. I thank you that you are a God who forgives. I'm sorry. for my sin and I just ask you to please 
Comfort me today. Forgive me today. Open doors of opportunity for me today. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you want prayer, I'm just going to ask you in all the campuses just to get up out of your seat and come forward and start walking to the stage. If you need prayer for anything, God bless you. Just get up out of your seat and come forward and start walking to the stage. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. And Lord, I pray that in all the campuses that there will be people that will come forward just for prayer. We have prayer people for you, prayer warriors that will pray for you. Some of you have family issues. Some of you have financial issues. I know there's people standing up in those sanctuaries all over San Diego and Oahu coming for prayer. And so, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name for those campuses that you bless them and encourage them and that miracles would happen in their life. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's give these people a big hand. Come on, church. Come forward. Not time to go yet. Not time to go yet. I just want to get, let's, let's take a moment of respect. Not time to go yet. If you need prayer, just come out of your seat and come on down to the altar. And let's encourage these people as they're coming down. Here's what I want to encourage all of you in. Take ownership of your prayer life. There's no reason now you have no, if God says to you, hey, I was there at church in, on a, a, a January, whatever today's date is. What's today's date, 12th? The 14th, on four, I was there. I heard, I heard the sermon. As a matter of fact, I gave it to him. So why aren't you praying? So here's my encouragement to you. Spend time today, 10 minutes a day. That's all, 10. That's three and a half minutes for each one of those topics. Dear God, I'm gonna thank you for three minutes. I'm gonna repent for three minutes. And then I'm gonna ask, for stuff for three minutes. That's it. Just do that 10 minutes a day. Get your chair, your couch, your spot under a tree, whatever you want to do, and your time, and say, Lord, me and you're going to meet. And watch what God does. Watch what he does. Lord, I just pray for all these people standing here. I pray that for miracles in their life. And I pray for all of us in this room that you would stir up a desire and a competency to pray and that we would expect a response and that when we see that response, we would give you glory and we would get caught up not in the acronym or not in the format of praying, but the God to whom we pray and that we would seek your presence. Give us a hunger and thirst to be in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen.